1: And welcome to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, in the Super Talk studio, along with a rhino on this. Friday, yo. Another beautiful day on tap for us here. And uh, certainly across the Magnolia State, it there appears. There is
2: potential for a few showers, but it looks like the vast majority of the Magnolia State's going to have a nice day. Awesome. awesome. Now, tomorrow, that's another story. What happens then? Maybe some rain tomorrow. Oh. Hopefully, it won't have any impact on the uh, state championship games.
1: Yeah, because that's all going on uh, starting today, right? That's correct. In fact, Should we've be got shortly. yeah, we've got our own Will East coming in. Uh, he's the Super Talk program director and host of the high school scoreboard show. He's going to join us in the next segment at ten twenty to preview all of the action from across the gridiron as it is championship weekend in high school football in Mississippi. And then Mike Hurst, you know him, he's a former U.S. attorney, been on the program many times, and he'll come in and help us analyze this Supreme Court hearing for the abortion rights case that the Supreme Court is finally taking up. Mississippi in the spotlight there for sure, and uh, hopefully Mike will unravel some of the complexities and just offer his analysis. That should be quite interesting. In the meantime, I've been listening to the president this morning. He's been telling us about his plans to combat the Omicron variant and how he's going to shut down the virus. Remember that montage we played yesterday? That was so good. We might, <laughs> we might have to rekindle that one here, Rhino. Where Joe Biden, he uh, he said he had a plan. He's got, I've got a plan. He ain't got squat. This thing, look, viruses are going to do what they're going to do. That's kind of where I am on this deal. What
3: I would say is I'm going to shut down the virus, not the country. I'm not going to shut down the country. I'm going to shut down the virus.
4: I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm
3: going to shut down the virus. I'll shut down the virus, not the economy. I'm going to shut down the virus. Once we shut down the virus... I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm going to shut down the virus. I'm not going to shut down the country, but I'm going to shut
0: down the virus.
1: Yeah! Quick, quick question, quick question. Where are we? Is it shut down? I think that's a negatory. Who ever believed that crap? But we were told we gotta vote for this guy because Donald Trump. He's just he's downplaying it. He's indifferent. He has no plan. He doesn't care. Really? You know the. <laughs> and what is he proposing? More of the same. If all the same worked, we wouldn't need more of the same. Is, is that hard to figure out? I mean, that's pretty logical. Okay, that works so well. Well, let's do more of it. It's kind of like the argument you always hear in favor of socialism. Well, it just wasn't implemented right. We know how to do it, though. It's the same deal. It's equivalent. Yeah, well... You know, uh, it's so frustrating. Why is it that Florida, which arguably has the the most lax restrictions, you can't even call them restrictions, just lax environment or more hands-off approach? I don't know that you can say it hands-off because, I mean,
2: it's against the law to implement certain measures.
1: Okay, that's true. So, so the, they put their hands. It the,
2: swung even past the hands off into hands
1: on again. Yeah, agree. Totally, but you look at the contrast between those states with the most draconian measures and those states with little to none. I think the latter is actually faring better. I, you just does it not feel like just get over it? We're all going to get some variant, the variant of the day at some point, likely?
2: Well, I think one angle that I haven't seen very many people talking about is this, (laughs) this seems to impact different people in different ways, and everyone has to have their own personal plan for approaching it. And whether that be for their person or their family or their community, whatever that plan is, you have to implement it at your level. Because this one-size-fits-all
1: just isn't cutting it. I think that's right. And one of the things that frustrates so many, I among them, is this lack of respect and acknowledgement of potential natural immunity. It's not potential. It's just natural immunity. They're, essentially, there you could argue there are two ways to achieve immunity. There's the, the approach through vaccination, and there's the approach through contracting. Now, there's some question among the experts as to whether or not either natural immunity or vaccinated immunity uh, provides protection against this variant or future variants. It's not known at this point. Dr. Lord lock up forever Fauci said he doesn't even know at this point but he's the science. Oh yeah, don't question him because you're questioning science when you question Fauci, Lord Fauci. In fact, the president attempted to clip a little humor yesterday regarding his relationship with Dr. Fauci. You got that? Occur. <laughs> hey, I've seen more
0: <laughs>
3: dr fauci that i have my wife we kid each other but uh they look who's president
5: fauci um but all kidding aside i i sincerely mean it
1: ah oh yeah all kidding aside that, that great kidder is that joe biden
2: <laughs> all kidding aside i sincerely <laughs> mean it <laughs> that makes
1: no sense <laughs> folks if you're not watching it's on tv Rhino Rhino looks like Dustin Hoffman in Rain Man right now, looking around the room. (laughs) Oh, gosh. 137 Cheetos. There you go. (laughs) What time is Wapner? Oh, man. Um, So, there are just lots of questions. We're not surprised that there are lots of questions. And... The uh, science evolves, despite what Doctor Fauci says. But Joe says he got a plan, but he really doesn't. He doesn't have any plan. His plan is to make to make vaccinations more accessible, more available. Is that a problem now? I mean, serious question. Is that a problem? I don't think it is. So that's one plan, and more testing. We we need more testing, and he wants... The
2: closest thing to a vaccine shortage we've had in the last six to eight months was if you wanted a booster, you might have had to go to a second pharmacy to get it. Okay. Because it would have been an hour wait to get it at the first one. It, it wasn't a matter of you can't get it if you want it.
1: Yeah. Uh, exactly. And so... He's being called out by on the world stage and this is kind of a bit of karma, is it not? He's being he's being criticized for not the United States not providing vaccination aid to the rest of the world. And he's defending what the United States has done in that respect. Is it any surprise though? That once again, it's this country that develops these drugs. The uh, the therapies that are in development uh, overwhelmingly are coming out of this country, and it's this country which then provides that to the rest of the world, yet think about the poll we discussed yesterday, the Harvard Kennedy School poll, that found that only 31% of 18 to 29-year-olds believe this is the greatest country on the planet. That's just one teeny tiny sliver of a fraction of a minute example. It all comes out of here. Of course it does. Because there's really no other country that has an economic environment that induces, that serves as a catalyst for innovation. There's just not. But yet, these fools want to tear it apart. Makes no sense. It truly is. Tilling the chicken, the goose that uh, that lays the golden egg. truly is. Absolutely. Break time here on middays on this Friday, y'all, as Rhino likes to say. When we come back, Will East, program director, super top Mississippi media, and host of the high school scoreboard show, he'll preview the state high school football championships for us. You want to stick around on middays. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi in the Super Talk Studios, along with a rhino. This is Gerard Gibbert. On this
2: Friday, y'all.
1: And joining us now in the studios, Will East, program director of Talk Mississippi Media and host of the high school scoreboard show, Will. Big weekend around the state for high school football.
8: Yeah, this is championship weekend. This is, you know, where kind of everything culminates. And uh, I will say this about this season before we get to the games. What's been refreshing this year, and I never thought I would ever say this, is normalcy. Everything has been normal this yeah. year, for the most part. Now, we've had some some weird things go on. You know, a couple of weeks ago, we had to move uh, games to Thursday night because we had a referee shortage. Uh, so for two weeks, game about half the games got moved to Thursday night versus Friday night. Uh, they played Thursday and Friday nights those weeks. But other than that, and a couple teams early on had to miss because of COVID, it's been very normal out there. Whereas last year, you had teams that – didn't play at all. You had teams that started in the middle of the season. You had teams that started but ended early. You had yeah. teams that, I, honestly, I, I still never got the full records on them. I don't know whether they played games. You had teams <laughs> that had to play teams two and three times because they had nobody else to play, especially in the smaller schools. Mm-hmm. It was just a weird year all all around, and you just, from, from week to week, you didn't know what to expect. And there were weeks where, you know, really good teams, you're expecting this big matchup, and it didn't happen because of COVID or something like that. Yeah. Whereas this year, for the most part, uh, kind of in the second week on, it's been very normal, thank the Lord. And I, I really do appreciate that. It's um, it's n- not something that I would ever expect to be praising is normalcy, but here we are. <laughs> but now we've got the championship games, and uh, it's a great slate. of. It's always a good slate of games. This year, I will say that there are more even matchups than years past. Hmm. We do have a couple David and Goliath type games, games where, you know, one team is is incredibly favored over the other, but we've got a lot of them that are very evenly matched. Uh 6A is a a great example of that. Madison Central versus Brandon. 6A is the the largest classification in Mississippi high school football and these yep. two teams have been considered powerhouses, Gerard, but they haven't won a lot of championships. Brandon's never won a state championship, as far as I know. Madison Central won a state championship back in '98 or '99. I think it was '99. I was present. Yeah, Memorial
1: Stadium against Provine. I believe. Against
8: Provine, who's not yeah. even a 6A school anymore. Right. Uh, so this is a, a a fun matchup, and these two teams are very similar. They played earlier in the year, and Madison Central blew Brandon out 42-19. to 19. Mm-hmm. But Brandon is a completely different team right now. They are playing this hurry-up, Lane Kiffin-style offense, and they can score a lot of points in bunches. Now, they did have a big injury a couple of weeks ago. Running back Nate Blunt broke his collar blown, mm-hmm. collarbone. So he's out. So last week they didn't put as many points up on the board, but they beat an Oak Grove team who was the defending 6A state champ by a point, and that's all that matters. It was a dramatic ending to a game. They were actually up 21-7 to kind of late in that game, and Oak Grove had this furious comeback that just fell short. But... Um, so that's the matchup in 6A, and everyone's really uh, excited about that. When's that play? That is tonight at 7 p.m. Okay. It's in the regular time slot. All these others are kind of staggered. And these uh, are
1: all at M.M. Roberts, right?
8: All in Hattiesburg at M.M. Roberts at The Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m., the marquee game is the 5A uh, state championship game between Picayune and West Point. This is Goliath versus Goliath, this is Alabama versus Georgia. Perennial powerhouse programs in the north and south. You've got West Point, who's been to, I think, six straight state championship games, which on any level of football, that is an incredible run. And especially at that level, at 5A football, that is – you're talking South Panola in the 2000s-type yep. territory right yep. there. Yep, Um it's just incredible what Chris Chambliss, the, the head coach of West Point, has been able to do uh, with that team the past decade. Six years in a row. They lost last year to West Jones, so they're back in it this year. And they're facing a team that has been kind of nipping at their heels. They faced uh, Picayune a couple of years ago. West Point won that one. Picayune's one of these perennial powerhouse teams that is just in there year in, year out. Um And I'm going to tell you what, if you're going to this game tomorrow night at 7 p.m., you better get there early. Because these two teams, let me me give you a stat. West Point has completed 49 passes all season long. That's it, 49. But they have three players that have run for 1,000 yards or more. (laughs) Picayune's even worse. Picayune has completed only 24 passes all season long. Their leading receiver, Gerard, has nine catches. That's nine more than you, and that's nine more than me, which ain't a whole lot. But guess what? They've run for nearly 5,000 yards this year. It, it's just this old-school, tough football that they play with yeah. Picayune and West Point. So that's the one that a lot of people are kind of circling as the one that they they're really the most excited about. The most unexpected matchup I would say tonight is Columbia and Senatobia. Columbia, for a completely different reason than Senatobia, Columbia was a 3A school last year. Their reclassification, they got moved up to 4A. 4A, Normally when you get moved up, you struggle for a year or two before you make the adjustment. Columbia didn't. They've been on a roll. They nearly beat Petal. Their only loss was against Petal, who's a 6A team. They lost by seven points. Other than that, they've been on a roll. And the player to watch out for... For Columbia is Jaheim Otis. He's only six foot four, 370 pounds. <laughs> he began getting scholarship offers when he was in the eighth grade.
1: What's his uh, year now? He's a senior. Senior, okay. He's committed
8: to Alabama, but yeah. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, and every other team with a pulse is after him. Yeah. Um, he also plays offensive tackle. Uh, he obviously is a huge kid. I saw a picture of him standing next to Ed Orgeron. He made Coach O look like Mickey Rooney. (laughs) The kid is just, he's not just tall, but he's also wide. You know, he's just so big. Uh, So that's Columbia. Cenotopia is, nobody expected this. I mean, it was just, they surprised everybody. And they had probably, I would say this, they had probably the toughest road to get to the playoffs than any other team no matter which classification. They had to go through West Lauderdale, which had the number one rusher in the state at the time. They had to go through uh, Itawamba AHS, which was 11-1. and They had to beat uh, uh, Caledonia, which had their best school uh, best season in school history. They've been playing football for 56 years there. And they, they beat all of them. Uh, and it was really unexpected. Cenotopia has been getting it done with defense. Um, and no matter whether they're on the road or they're at home, they play really well. That win against West Lauderdale was on the road. That win against Caledonia was on the road. Really unexpected that they are here right now.
1: Either of these teams ever been to the championship at any classification?
8: Uh, Cenotopia won in 2004. Uh, Columbia that. won. Yeah. Gosh, it's been... It's probably been the 90s since Columbia okay. won one, uh, if, I, if memory serves me correctly. But it's... It, again, this is very... I was not expecting this. And... Take in mind, too, that that 4A has Poplarville, a team that has been there year in, year yeah. out. And that's the team that Columbia had to beat to get there. Yeah. So, you know, everybody had kind of penciled in Poplarville to get there. Well, Columbia ended up beating them last week, 12-7, to 7, to get here. So that's 4A. That game, uh, I think that game is starting here in a little bit. I think that's the 11 o'clock game, if I'm not mistaken. Um, no, it's tomorrow at eleven. Sorry, it's Saturday okay. at eleven. The game that's starting here in just a little bit is three A. That's Jefferson Davis County versus Amory. This is the tale of two, one old school powerhouse program versus a new school powerhouse program. Yeah, Amory. When I was a kid, had Coach Bobby Hall, whose son Will Hall is now coaching at USM. Sure, and they were lighting up the scoreboards. They won. Um, I can't remember how many state championships they won. I know their last state championship that they won was in 98. Uh, They haven't been to a state championship game since 2002, so it's been a while for Amory. Um, And then you've got Jefferson Davis County, who is a new school. They've only been around since, like, 2014, 2015. Right. Uh, They were basically created because of consolidation. But since they were created, they've been in, I think, three state championship games now. And they're kind of a strange team. They started the season 0-4, and and you – most teams that start the season 0-4, the last thing you think that they're going to do is go to a state championship game. But Jefferson-Davis County is one of these teams, they play bigger schools. Okay, They'll play a 6A school. They'll play a 5A school. They don't care. And they may get beat. But when they start the regional games, that's when they start running downhill. Yeah. And that's what they did this year. Uh, they beat every uh, regional opponent by 40-something points, except for maybe one. And here in the playoffs, they've just been rolling again. Mm-hmm. So that's that's your 3A matchup, um, Amory versus um, Jefferson Davis County. In 2A, this is the most lopsided matchup of the night. Uh, this game is tomorrow at 3 p.m. Scott Central versus Lafour County. Scott Central is the favorite. They're 14-0. and 0. Uh, And then your Class 1A matchup is a... Two powerhouse programs going up against each other. Hollandale Simmons, the best offense and the best defense in the state. Wow, in the 1A class. In the 1A class <laughs> versus Bay Springs, who has an incredible offense, an incredible defense. This is a huge, huge matchup. Hollandale Simmons, I could give you some numbers that are just blow your mind. Their last couple of games... 58 points scored, 70 points scored, 62 wow. points scored, 72 points scored, 66 points scored, 66 <laughs> points scored, 48 points scored, and almost zero points allowed in all those. Bay Springs is doing about the same thing. This is going to be a fun game.
1: Ought to be fun. Looking forward to it. That's Will East, Super Talk Program Director and host of the High School Scoreboard Show. A lot of action. Uh, just tune in tonight, folks. We'll be right back on midday.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny conditions, high near 76. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 56. Your Saturday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 75. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 56. And for your Sunday, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 75. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com.
13: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. This holiday season, support local farmers by shopping the Mississippi Farmer's Market for all your holiday meal needs. Fresh produce, meat, milk and cheese, eggs, honey, bread, even flowers for the table. And shop the genuine Mississippi store for the best of everything grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in Mississippi. From food items to jewelry, leather goods, we have your Christmas list covered. The Mississippi Farmer's Market, 929 High Street, opens Saturdays, 8 to 1.
10: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Supertalk Mississippi News. More cases of the Omicron variant have been confirmed in the U.S. So far, there haven't been any confirmed cases in Mississippi. State Health Officer Dr. Thomas Dobbs says it looks like the Omicron variant will be as contagious as the Delta variant.
4: If you look at South Africa's
9: you know, case curve, the increase in cases is not proportional to the, to the deaths and hospitalizations. So, There's some hope that it might be a milder when it comes to clinical, but it's too early to know.
10: And Governor Tate Reeves wants to give teachers a $1,300 across-the-board pay raise, followed by $1,000 for the following two years. Representative Noah Sanford supports that and thinks we need to look for other ways to eliminate the state's teacher shortage.
7: Uh, A friend of mine left teaching after 10 years because of COVID. You know, she said, I'm sick of the virtual and the class and going back and forth and back and forth. And she said, it's just be easy for me just to get out and find something else to do until all this gets back to normal. I'm Andy Davis.
8: Join Grammy Museum Mississippi as we celebrate Have Yourself a Delta Little Christmas. Enjoy festive holiday music by Chris Dixon and Joyful Noise, Trisha Walker and the Buford Sisters, along with the brother-sister duo Variety. Have Yourself a Delta Little Christmas will be held at the Grammy Museum Mississippi on December 6th at 7 p.m., and tickets are $50. To purchase tickets or learn more about the Grammy Museum's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit GrammyMuseumMS.org.
9: I'm Michael Watson, Mississippi's 36th Secretary of State. Mississippians are known for our generosity, especially during the Christmas season. Just last year, Mississippi Charities bought in roughly $1.7 billion. Before you make a donation, be sure to check the validity of the charity or organization on our website, sos.ms.gov. Taking this extra step will not only protect you, but will also ensure your donation goes to those who need it most. From the Secretary of State family to yours, have a safe and Merry Christmas.
1: We're back here on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios on this. Friday, y'all. Josh from Laurel on the C Spire text line informs that Columbia was in the state championships in 1998. Appreciate you letting us know. So when I was down there, by the way, doing the program doing middays uh, just this past Wednesday in Columbia, they're pretty fired up about their, uh, their athletics, their football team, and it uh they advised that there's some some plans to really boost their facilities and uh, expand those dramatically and it sounds like they're going to be the kind of the class of the state in that respect that's what they expect to uh as their uh is what they will be known for is having the best uh, athletic facilities in the state so congratulations you'd like to see that kind of Growth, expansion, improvement going on across the great state of Mississippi, and you know what happens is, once the other schools get wind of that, they start figuring out a way to, <laughs> to equal up. I mean, it's, we've been watching the the facilities race in college football for a long time. It's just okay. Well, we'll show you. Hold my beer, sort of deal. You know, and they just keep, and that's fine. That's that's. Competition is what
2: they call it. if you have six-inch screens in every locker, we're going to put (laughs) 12-inch screens in every locker. And a PlayStation. That's
1: right. That kind of stuff. Uh, You think about just how baseball has progressed in that respect. The baseball facilities, you know, 30 years ago were pretty weak. A lot of high schools have baseball facilities that equal or exceed those of a lot of college programs back in those days. But nonetheless, that's good. Uh, People like it. Uh, Schools are investing in that. They're able to. And if your
2: team is still alive, you've got a lot to be proud of. Because there's, what, 350-some-odd high school football teams in the Magnolia State? I think that's right.
1: 12 left playing? Good point. Very cool. So ought to be a lot of fun down there at M.M. Roberts in uh, USM, on the USM campus at the Rock. Should be a lot of fun. So uh, Joe from Sumrall writes in on the C-Spire text line, another question, usually Biden sounds hoarse. So is he sick now with a deeper voice, or has he been sick his whole life with a hoarse voice? I don't really know. I mean, if you go back and listen to to sound of, of Joe in his younger days, his his voice, I wouldn't say, was just like a booming sort of voice. But it it has certainly become more hoarse, and I'd say just weaker, is the way I would describe it. But that's not unusual as we age, our our voices, our vocal cords, and so forth. And I don't know all the science behind that. I just have observed that as we age, our voice gets a little weaker. Um, And it affects different people different ways. But today, he sounded sick. He sounded ill. And yeah, he, said the, he, he said he had a cold,
2: right? The headline from the Daily Mail is, Breaking news! Biden, age 79, insists his alarming low and hoarse voice is just a cold, in all caps. Okay. From, quote, kisses from his one-year-old grandson, end quote, and says he gets tested every day.
1: <laughs> kisses from his grandson. The we, quote,
2: <laughs> what I have is a one-and-a-half-year-old grandson who loves to kiss his pop.
1: Oh, I see. Well, I, we are to... Uh, infer from that that the child was ill and and passed on his cold to uh, – is he the grandfather or great-grandfather? Joe Biden. Grandfather. Okay. Well, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm more interested in what the guy had to say, which was a big pile of word salad, nothing. And once again, he's pushing his, his build-back broker plan and – and uh, shooting at us, this this continued narrative of seventeen prize, uh, Nobel winning prize Nobel Prize winning economists have all confirmed, as he says, they've confirmed that this will not be inflationary. In fact, <laughs> the uh, White House chief of staff, Ron Klain. He's running around telling everybody that uh, the the way to correct any kind of of economic setback is to get rid of the pandemic. It's the pandemic causing all that. He's just hanging his hat on that. And it's all these people that are not vaccinated. He's pointing fingers at them. And and, and basically, it's just this constant... Let me go point fingers at everything and everybody else. It's all their fault. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with our disastrous, harmful policies, misguided policies. No, it's not us. It's those oiling, oil companies, right? They're all colluding to raise the price at the pump. It's their fault. Or oh, it's the supply chain. Well, that's because... The, uh, those employers just won't pay people enough. And they're colluding, by the way, uh, so that they can raise prices and, and cause harm to consumers. Yeah, it's them. It's not, got nothing to do with our policies. But then we get the jobs report today, which was dismal, to say the least. The jobs report comes out, and uh, jobs added were Way below what were predicted. I think we added what two hundred ten thousand, and predicted by most economists were that we would add five hundred and fifty thousand. So we missed the mark just a tad outside, as Bob Eucher would say. Uh, and and the just markets just a bit outside. A bit outside. Pardon me, not a tad, a bit. Uh, but the markets react negatively to this news and information. And and so Jen Psaki gets a little caught off guard. You know who she is. She's the White House press secretary. She's on MSNBC, I believe, right, with Mika. Here's what she had to say when questioned about the jobs information.
11: Just crossed. 210 jobs just added. So 210,000. So if we look at that breaking news right now, that's a number that feels a little what? What? A little off? Well, I I know this sounds a little archaic, but I can't comment on them until 930, uh, by by rules, because I work at the White House. (laughs) Uh, But I will say uh, what people can expect the president to continue to say today, month to month, Mm -hmm. is that what we're seeing are good trends.
1: Huh? I can't can't comment right now, but it's good trend.
2: Oh, yeah, we're seeing good trends. Did you see the trend that the uh, Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee tweeted out last night? No. They tweeted out a graph of U.S. regular all formations gas price, and it's a line that it's going down ever so slightly, and then it drops pretty dramatically compared to what it was. And then you actually look at the x and the y axis of the graph. Okay, you have dollars per gallon, ranging from three point four one five to three point three seven five. Yeah, and then you've got the time frame: two weeks. So it dropped two cents in a week, and the caption is, thanks, Joe Biden.
1: Oh, my gosh. He, he Well, he was touting that this morning about how he... Uh, it, how in was, the heck do you take
2: credit it's unbelievable. for it dropping two whole pennies in a week
14: if you don't take any of the blame for it going up over a dollar in the last year?
1: he he is i'm telling you he's taking victory laps this morning patting himself on the back talking about this this release of 50 million barrels from the strategic petroleum reserve what i describe as the strategic political reserve which is two and a half days of uh, total consumption and he he's taking credit for the fact that the price has declined somewhat of late and he says it's all because of the action he took I submit it's because there are concerns about lockdowns and shutdowns and travel and overall economic activity going forward. I think that's what's driving the price down, thus, the decline in consumption and demand as expected as a result of those economic dynamics and economic factors. Oh, but no, it's only because of Joe and Joe's decision to let out 50 million barrels, which is good for two and a half days, and didn't do jack squat. But he's taking victory laps on that. It's unbelievable. And and still, again, pushing this Build Back Better plan down our throats and uh, maintaining that it will not be inflationary. I mean, this, this is just econ 101. You dump more money into the economy, you give people less incentive to work, to produce, to create value, well, guess what happens? You end up with inflation. It's just simply, actually, stagflation is what we're seeing now, right, because we got little to no job growth and inflation. That is known as stagflation, and that's what we are experiencing. As we're watching the Dow tumble, it's off its lows, but it's down 182 points at this point. And the NASDAQ, I think, is down 200 and change. So, not a good day on the markets. We'll come back with more talk. And don't forget, after the break at the top of the hour, Mike Hurst, former U.S. attorney. He'll talk about the abortion case. And we got some tickets again to give away, right? I believe so. That sounds good. Stay with us on Middays. We'll be right back.
9: Take a little trip with me.
8: Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care, feel better, faster.
12: Madison Sellers proud to be a sponsor of SEC Sports. They're your headquarters for all your wines and spirits. From special party needs to picking up that favorite bottle of wine for dinner, it's all at Madison Sellers Premium Wine and Spirits. Highway 51 at Madison Station Shopping Center.
14: This is Brent Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gladstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh-cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Bloodstat on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of
6: Germantown High. Callaways
11: is Callaways is everything for home and garden. That's what
9: Callaways.
7: Net.
5: This is the opening Agri Market Report. The opening of the New York Cotton Exchange. March cotton was up one forty three to one hundred five thirteen. May cotton was up one forty six to 103.86 the open of the chicago board of trade january soybeans rose up 24 and a half to 1268 and three quarters per bushel march soybeans were up 23 and a quarter to 1273 and a quarter per bushel march corn was up nine and three quarters to 586 and a half per bushel may corn was up nine and a quarter to 588 and a half per bushel at the Mercantile, February live cattle was up 25 to 139.82. April live cattle was up 12 to 142.72. January feeders down 127 to 164.50. March feeders down 117 to 167.15. And at the Open, the Dow Jones down 119 points to 34,520. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Sport Talk, Mississippi Agrinews news Network. Hey,
8: y'all. Let's take some pride and get it together for Mississippi. Many of our highways and roads are just covered in litter. Put trash in its proper place. And if you drive a truck, remember, trash blows. Be sure to secure your load. Please do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org. That's keepmsbeautiful.org. Remember, always protect the road, secure your load.
7: Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson (laughs) 97.3. Properly set. All controls before recording. All
0: systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Ah, yes, a little Bill Withers bumping us into this final segment of Hour One here on Midday's Super Talk Mississippi. We are so glad you joined us today, and you can join the conversation, 601-879-4395. That would be the C Spire text line. So Rhino and I were just talking off the air about what's causing this uh, negative reaction from the markets and, and concerns coming out of corporate CEOs as they offer guidance about the future and uh, of their businesses which is what the market tunes into it's all they're always forward looking and it, and it's not the variant
10: yeah it's, the it,
2: the CEOs haven't really been that worried about the variants of covid they've been worried about how governments react
1: and overreact seemingly precisely and and it's Right, it's it's shutdowns, it's lockdowns, it's restrictions, it's m- m- draconian measures, and it's Jens Saki yesterday saying we, we're uh, thinking about requiring, and I don't even know if the federal government could do that, requiring proof of vaccination to travel on an airplane. Talking about that. Germany, you may have seen this, folks. This just occurred last night. Uh, Chancellor Angel- uh, Angela Angela. Let me pronounce that. Say that right, Rhino. Angela Merkel. Angela Merkel. All right. She announced yesterday that Germany will lock down unvaccinated people. So she said that individuals who aren't vaccinated for COVID-19 will be excluded from non-essential stores and cultural and recreational venues. The Budenstag, is that how you say that? That's the German parliament. They'll also consider, they're deliberating right now, the possibility of a general vaccination mandate across the entire nation of Germany. She says the situation in our country is serious. She told reporters that the new measures are an act of national solidarity. Does that not sound awfully close to Joe Biden telling us that it's a patriotic act to get vaccinated. No, it's a personal medical decision is what it is, you fool. Good grief. So so that's the problem. When you see a major Western economy such as Germany saying, we're going to shut everything down for the unvaccinated. Well, of course, Wall Street reacts negatively to that. You don't know what that means. Again, faith, confidence, and certainty. Nobody knows. But remember, Germany could be used as an example of a system, an economic system, a political system that many in this country want. Although Germany, I think you could argue, is not nearly as socialistic as the likes of the Democrat socialists in America want to implement in these United States.
2: Yeah, socialism and pride in one's achievements and work don't generally mix well. They're pretty much oil and water. Yeah. Germans are notorious for their pride and their craftsmanship and skills.
1: True. Well, and I don't know what the vaccination rate is in Germany. I think it's relatively high. But this is a bad move. This is dumb, in my view. This is broad overreach. And it it will produce, I think, harmful economic consequences. Australia is doing something as well. Um, William and Greenville writes, they're putting them. They're putting the unvaccinated in internment camps. I don't know if that's what I'd call them. I think they are requiring them to quarantine, I think is the way they're well, describing it Well, I
2: mean, it is a campus where you're not allowed to leave under threat of force with okay. barbed wire keeping you in. And okay. if you do leave and you're unauthorized <laughs> to leave, they will hunt you down and bring you back.
1: Nuts. So what do you expect to be the economic reaction? Even if that is not
2: a quote-unquote internment camp or concentration camp, it has all the optics of it. All right, y'all sold me on it. The barbed wire is really (laughs) tough to get past.
1: (laughs) That sounds more like a prison than an internment Oh, yeah, when when
2: you got the angle pointing towards the campus with the barbed wire instead of away from yeah.
1: This is crazy. William thinks it's coming here. I don't. Uh, I think we're going to see, once again, this is going to be one of those issues where there's, there's stark contrasts and breaks between those states. Fortunately, in the United States, we still are uh, 50 laboratories of government, if you will, and I think you're going to continue to see this evolve. But Joe Biden, by the way, <laughs> he's telling everybody, don't politicize this. Don't, we shouldn't politicize COVID. Dude. You got elected by politicizing COVID. But people now who bought that crap are realizing you weren't honest with us because you didn't shut it down. It is moving forward. It's gonna do what it's gonna do. We'll take a break right here. Top of the hour it means Super Talk News, Fox News, Mike Hurst is next.
0: You're listening to WFMN, Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros,
15: 601-345-8090. Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. Far fewer jobs were created last month than most economists predicted, 210,000, the fewest in nearly a year. Although the unemployment rate fell to 4.2% from 4.6. President Biden at the White House highlighting that news. We're
3: looking at the sharpest
15: one-year decline in unemployment ever. Simply put, America, America is back to work and our jobs recovery is going very strong. He says even with inflation, the average American household has more money because of higher wages. Dozens of schools are closed in Michigan.
12: Eighty schools closed over copycat threats alleging planned violence following the deadly mass shooting this week in Oxford that left four students dead and seven others hurt. I don't know what is in people's minds to think after a real tragedy, it makes sense to make threats. A frustrated Oakland County Sheriff Michael Bouchard promising those responsible for school threats will be caught. Fox's Jeff Minasso, America's listening to Fox News.
9: Be
3: sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for the Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi.
7: Do you suffer from allergies, sinus, or respiratory problems? Or just want to improve the quality of air you breathe in your home or business? Pure Air Consultants can help. As your indoor environmental specialist, we clean air ducts,
2: install UV lights, and service all makes and models of heating and cooling systems. We offer the most dependable energy star qualified systems in the industry call pure air consultants today 601-939-7420
16: a proud provider of ream home ac systems
10: <laughs> are you feeling it <sighs> ream the new degree of comfort i'm andy davis and you're listening to Super Tall mississippi news mississippi is in the national spotlight the state's abortion law, which prohibits abortions after 15 weeks, is now before the U.S. Supreme Court. Many argue the scientific standard of viability has changed in the last 40 years. Congressman Trent Kelly says while Democrats preach, follow the science, in this case, they don't want to.
17: The Democrats are a party of deception. I mean, if you think about it, even in COVID, follow the science, follow the science, follow the technology. And then when they don't like the answer, they don't follow the science. And it's the same thing. They don't want to follow the science unless it's beneficial for them we've got to hold them accountable if they
18: want to follow the science then let's follow the science and the science right. says that is a human being that is a baby that it deserves to be born
10: a decision is not expected until possibly mid-june for more mississippi news follow us on facebook on twitter or find us online at supertalk.fm i'm andy davis
3: and
5: action our favorite restaurants open again, again. I'm so pumped to be back on campus.
7: So happy the kids will be back in school.
5: (laughs)
8: Stop.
7: Wait, I can't do this. Life is not back to normal. COVID is not over.
15: I got my shot. Are you guys even vaccinated? The only way to beat this thing is for us all to be vaccinated. I mean the variants are deadly, so please, please, please do it today.
0: A message from the Mississippi State Department of Health.
15: My son
9: is
6: not some statistic. My daughter's not a headline. My girl, she's not someone's agenda. What he, what she is, is irreplaceable. COVID hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer. So I talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines.
16: She said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths,
5: even from the Delta variant.
16: We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
10: Senator John Horn says about $50 million needs to be injected into the public employee's retirement system to keep it solvent.
12: What folks don't realize is... For the per system to, to, to grow, you got to keep feeding it. Yeah, you, know, you got you have to to show employees and, and add add more and more employees to cover the liability, and so our philosophy in Mississippi is that we we're cutting state state government, and that's had an impact.
10: He expects the finance committee to offer a fix. It's possible new employees could be asked to contribute more. And have you had a package stolen off your porch this year? You're not alone. Fox's Monica DeLuca has the story.
16: An estimated 210 million packages were taken over the last year. The survey from SafeWise and Cove Home Security found that close to 64% of respondents had at least one package stolen. And 53.5% have had multiple packages
10: taken. I'm Amy Davis.
7: Typically, we here at Keep
8: Mississippi Beautiful like to share positive news with you, but not today. Litter is on the rise in our state, and we need your help. Please put trash in its proper place and make sure you aren't accidentally littering items from the back of your truck. Protect the road, secure your load, because trash blows. Do your part to keep Mississippi beautiful. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.org.
12: Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro show weekday night starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super top Mississippi in the studio on this Friday, y'all. Gerard and Rhino guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. And tuned in a little bit this morning, Rhino, to Paul Gallo up at the Golden Triangle Regional Airport. That's pretty good. I think they had a good show up there. And a lot of stuff going on up there. You know, and I've been in Columbia, Collins this week. The outside, you know, we get in our own little bubbles, no matter where you live in Mississippi. But when you travel around, you see just how much we have to be thankful for and grateful for. They're really good people in the state of Mississippi. And it's so good to see these communities doing well, prospering. People are passionate about those, uh, their respective communities, and, and take some sense of ownership of those, and they're committed to making them better and just ensuring a high quality of life. And we have that right here in Mississippi. But I I digress a little bit, but just in reflecting on the week, wanted to touch on that. And uh, joining us now, Mike Hurst, former U.S. attorney, good friend. Thanks for coming in, Mike. Thanks for having me, Gerard. Hey, Rhino. Howdy, howdy. It's been a uh, busy week up in the Supreme Court. Yeah, it something's been going on up there, right? <laughs> exactly, with Mississippi being uh, front and center on the stage. Uh, you know, the thing that struck me, Mike, is after we heard the attorneys argue in front of the court uh, earlier this week, within 24 hours, uh, of course, just an array of analyses – and reports coming out of the media. But what got my attention most of all, Mike, is that it seems like even the pro-choice, left-leaning media, if you will, seem to be resigned to the fact that, probably going to get some. What your thoughts? Yeah, I think that's right. I mean,
18: let me first say, Scott Stewart, our Solicitor General, did an incredible job. He did. Um, you know, I went back and looked at the transcript. I listened to the whole thing. and It was fascinating, but I looked at the transcript, and if I may just read to your your audience real quick his opening statement, just part of it. He said, Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey haunt our country. Sure did. They have no basis in the Constitution. They have no home in our history or traditions. They've damaged the democratic process. They've poisoned the law. They've choked off compromise for 50 years. They've kept this court at the center of a political battle that it can never resolve. I mean, it's it's it was a powerful argument. Um, I think it was well-received by a majority of the justices, as, as you have said, even as the liberal-leading media have reported. Um, it looks like, just from my listening, that you've got three justices that are pretty clearly in the camp of overturning both Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood – excuse me, Casey. And um, that's Thomas – That's Alito, and that's Kavanaugh. You know, Thomas, interestingly enough, is the only current member of the court who was actually a member of the court when Casey was decided 30 years ago. Right. And in that case, in that case, Thomas specifically said, Roe was wrongly decided, and it can and it should be overruled. And
1: wrongly was the word, I believe, he used. That's exactly
18: the word he used. That's a quote. Yeah. Um, And then you've got three justices who are adamantly Against overturning it, they're adamantly in favor of keeping Roe and Casey, and that's uh, Breyer, Sotomayor, and Kagan. And, and let me tell you, in listening to you know the the argument, it's one thing to go back and read a transcript. A transcript's pretty black and white, but in, when you listen to an argument and you listen to the tone and you listen to the <laughs> sometimes aggressive nature of the the way questions are asked. Yeah, I mean, uh, especially Breyer and Sotomayor, I was I was taken aback. And how aggressive they were. I mean Breyer was over the top and I think really signaling to Chief Justice Roberts that starry decisives for, for, for non lawyers, that's basically precedent. The court considers and, and usually honors precedent if it, if it is within the realm and the four corners of the constitution. And he was really hammering that point, I think, to get to Chief Justice Roberts. But Kagan Kagan was just over the top. I mean, yeah. she was just absolutely over the top and talking about how if they overturned um, Casey and Roe, that the, the institution, the Supreme Court, would not survive the stench of I that, saw that decision. The I stench saw that. of that decision. It's so, a little radical, does it not? It's, it's out there, Gerard. Let me tell you, it's, it's out there. So, um, yeah, but it was a fascinating argument. Um, Kavanaugh had some really great questions, I thought. He really got to the point that, that I think is important, which is this is not something that the Constitution directly addresses abortion. It's not something that's in the Constitution. Um, instead, what Kavanaugh said, this or asked the question... This is an issue. It's so hotly contested. It deeply divides us as Americans. That, As appropriate as the, I think the founders intended, this type of issue should be left to the democratic process. Mm-hmm. This And what Kavanaugh said and I wrote down was he said the court should be, quote, scrupulously neutral. Not pro-life, mm-hmm. not pro-abortion, scrupulously neutral. And I think that's what most of the justices say. When they're interviewed, when they're for their confirmation hearings, they say we're gonna call balls and strikes, we're gonna be
1: umpires. Well, I think that's what those who were responsible for voting on their confirmation is what they want to hear. There's supposed right. to be blind justice, the concept right. of impartiality as you serve on the bench there. I mean that is that is a critical and key and crucial aspect uh, of our system of government. But when they become what do they say? Uh, legislators in black robes, so to speak. Yeah, that, and let me tell you, that's that's
18: exactly what Roe was. I mean, even Chief Justice Roberts referenced uh, Justice Blackman, who wrote the Roe v. Wade decision. He referenced Justice Blackman's uh, personal papers that hmm. were released after Just, Justice Blackman um, passed away. Mm-hmm. And in his personal papers, this is the justice that wrote Roe v. Wade almost fifty years ago. In his personal papers, he said this whole thing about. Uh, trimesters and viability was just dicta. It was yeah, just a passing right. comment. It wasn't supposed to be precedent. And for Chief Justice Roberts to point that out to other justices to the world, basically, I think it's pretty enlightening because it gets to what the original intent of that justice who wrote Roe v. Wade was. It wasn't to set this, what what some have called a super precedent, which is something they don't want to be overturned. But I think Kavanaugh mm-hmm. pretty slapped that down pretty well. I mean, Brown v. Board of Education. Overturned the terrible decision, right? of Plessy versus Ferguson, separate but equal.
1: So there's precedent for situations where the court says, you know, we got that wrong. Absolutely. In retrospect, Absolutely. And and, and and isn't the goal, or shouldn't the goal, Mike, be let's get this right? That's it. That should be the goal,
18: no matter what. It if if we've determined, if the Supreme Court determines that it. Uh, a prior Supreme Court has decided a case outside the bounds of the Constitution, outside the text of the Constitution, the history, t- tradition of the Constitution, It they are duty-bound to correct that. And they are duty-bound to make that right. You know, if we would have, if a Supreme Court would had not had the courage and round the Board of Education to correct separate but equal in their Plessy decision, our country would have been in a lot worse shape nowadays. Yeah. And so, you know, when when those tough decisions come up, it's the court, it's the Supreme Court, and it needs to correct um, issues that it's it's incorrect incorrectly decided in the past.
1: Well, it may be uh, some may say this would be an an unful, unfair analogy, but uh, instant replay. And, uh, you know, in a football game, the, the idea is let's get it right. So sometimes things happen and, and you make the wrong call and, and maybe that's lack of information or, uh, in, in the case of what uh, Justice uh, Thomas said, it was just wrongly decided. Well, okay, let's correct that. Right. Let's fix it.
18: Well, and even in instant replay, Gerard, if you think about it in the sports analogy, you know, we have rules in sports. Um, almost every game in sports is followed and, and a rule decided, a rule, a decision made on those rules. It's almost, almost every game is, I would say, 95% decisions made, rules are there, moving on. But yeah. to your point, we we sometimes, in the most egregious situations where something has been a bad call or a bad decision, we will go back and review that. And yeah. I think that's a pretty good analogy to make. It's, uh, it's but it has to be a, a, a bad decision. It can't just be something that, you I agree.
1: know, well, different in this people, case, I think there there are many, uh, certainly in the legal world, Mike, that say it was egregiously bad decision. I mean, it wasn't just, mm, I sort of kind of think we got that wrong. Because when you go back and look, and you're so right, I think when you go back and analyze what some of the justifications were for, for ruling as they did uh, in, the, in 72. 72 or 3? I can't remember. 73. 73, yep. Roe v. Wade. Uh, this idea of equality and. Uh, And I guess the protection of the women so that they could pursue their careers. I mean, some of that was part of the argument, as I recall. It was. And I I just don't think our law should accommodate that when we're talking about a human life. Well, and and Justice Barrett even brought up the
18: fact that we have safe haven laws now. So if the real justification for Roe and Casey was the burden it placed upon women to pursue careers, why why have the safe haven laws not address that burden placed upon women and there's no issue there anymore
1: yeah we're at a break here but i think there's more to talk about you want to stay around absolutely we got mike hurst uh, former u.s attorney we're talking about uh, mississippi's abortion case being heard by the supreme court stay with us middays we'll return
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullander. For all your paint and coating needs, go to seabrookpaint.com. Today, partly sunny conditions, high near 76. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 56. Your Saturday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 75. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 56. And for your Sunday, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 75. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard Dealer in Brandon. Whether it's
14: getting the kiddos to
9: school...
11: I love you. Bye, Mom.
9: ...or taking it
4: off-road and uphill. Oh, yeah! Yeah! Woo-hoo. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby! We've got the right tires for you. Tire Depot has a huge selection of tires for every budget and every purpose. From everyday drivers to extreme off-road performance, Tire Depot has you covered. Alignments, mounting and balancing, lift kits, and general repair. Tire Depot, at the Reservoir in Brandon and Terry Road in Byron.
17: stop david cox here omar financial do you have a 401k ira retirement or cd coming due we can help with market-like returns and zero risk call david cox 957-3841 957-3841 now here's john and Corey ravenstein guys you know there's one christmas gift that can actually grow with your relationship and become a true family heirloom our legendary junikers diamond stud earrings as mississippi's direct diamond importer we have 10 times the diamond studs you'll find in any other store.
9: Best of all, if at any time you wish to trade up your jenniker diamond studs to a larger pair
17: next week, next year,
9: next decade. We encourage it. We'll give you every penny that you pay for them towards a new, larger pair. You just pay the difference.
17: It's our Junikers Lifetime Diamond Stud Trade-Up Guarantee. Start for as little as $295 and trade up as often as you wish until you have two big, gorgeous diamond studs you can pass down one day to your children.
9: This Christmas, trade up to heirloom quality diamond studs from Junikers. Because love
0: can't wait. Juniker Jewelry Company. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer.
17: The are here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking.
12: Hit it. Go. Play it.
0: Midday's with Gerard Gippert. on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
12: Like you call when you walk, it is for the skies. But you were young and bold, and baby didn't that change with a wink of your eye. Now, no one's talking about those crazy days gone by. No one talks about that times you cry. Little Van Halen.
1: This Friday. We appreciate that. Rhino Middays. Back with you, we've got uh, former U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst in the studio. We're just talking about this uh, state of Mississippi abortion case. Thomas Dobbs, well, Dobbs, excuse me, versus Jackson Women's Health Organization is the uh, suit as style. All right, so explain to the audience, Mike. This has been a question that many of us don't understand. What permits the uh, the federal government from also participating and arguing in this case.
18: Okay, so in this case, obviously, the state of Mississippi had a piece of legislation that was passed, HB 1510. Um, it was sued by the local abortion provider here in Jackson that was represented by counsel. So you have the state of Mississippi on one side, you have the local abortion provider on the other side in the Supreme Court case. Uh, all of a sudden, the United States... Government, the Department of Justice, was allowed by the U.S. Supreme Court to come into the case and argue. Has kind of a third rail, if you will, um, in the uh, arguments earlier this week. And, and basically what that comes down to is the Supreme Court has an internal rule that the Department of Justice, the United States government, can petition to the U.S. Supreme Court and ask permission if okay. there is a federal interest. Okay. And in this case, the Solicitor General of the United States argued that the federal interest is in the um, – Uh, consistent interpretation of the 14th Amendment to the United States Constitution and um, the issue of stare decisis, again, the issue of precedent of the courts considering cases, past cases, and based upon those two things. And and it's not not um, unreasonable or it's not out of the ordinary that the Supreme Court would allow the Solicitor General of the United States to come in and argue in a big case like this, and so that was allowed. A couple of questions along those lines. C- connect for us the Fourteenth Amendment to this case. So the uh, in the Fourteenth Amendment it applies the due process clause okay. to the states. Okay, and basically okay. that that is the the vehicle, if you will, that the um, the abortion right came from the right to privacy. And that that is actually not in the wording of the Constitution, but that's where the justices created this um, almost 50 years ago in Roe v. Wade. All right. And so why the Solicitor General on behalf of the the United States? Because the Solicitor General's job is to advocate uh, on appeal for cases that the United States government has. So any appeal that's made to... Um, one of our appellate courts, like the Fifth Circuit here in Mississippi, uh, United States Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit, we in the U.S. Attorney's offices, if we have a case that's been appealed, we have to work with and get permission from Solicitor General, the appellate division of the Department of Justice. In any case that goes to the United States Supreme Court, the Solicitor General of the United States housed in the U.S.
1: Department of Justice is the one
18: responsible for arguing those cases.
1: How do you think uh, his argument went in terms of the, the, the – the country's case, the nation's case, in this situation. Well,
18: you know, in this case, the solicitor general, her argument was in favor of the local Jackson, Mississippi abortion provider. She was in favor of keeping Roe v. Wade and keeping Casey versus Planned Parenthood. Okay. She was in favor. She argued basically that um, if you overturn those cases, then states will just outright ban abortion across the board. Okay, and you know, there there are some states, obviously our state included, that have laws on the books. Today, that says if Roe v. Wade is ever decided and overturned, then abortion would be banned in Mississippi. And there are states around the country that have that. But Gerard, again, this is our, this is the whole idea of federalism yeah. that our founders had yeah that that states are the you know experimentation laboratory yeah. of experimentation when it comes to policy and law and while there are some states that will ban abortion there are some states that will make it almost right. unfetteredly available yeah, yeah absolutely yeah so this is i mean this is not uncommon like for instance, we have with I don't want to bring it up, but marijuana. Yeah, we have this in some states. You know, Oregon has basically legalized almost every drug known to man. Yeah, and and so this is what I think the founders intended when they set up a a dual system of federalism with the states and with the federal government. And for the for the uh, Supreme Court, almost fifty years ago to interject itself into this democratic process again this is what kavanaugh justice kavanaugh really spoke about which is this is such a contentious and divided issue that it should be left to the people to decide yeah and yeah. that's that's the bottom line yeah and, and, I, and again to remind your your listeners the mississippi law does not outright ban abortion Right, it That's doesn't right. outright ban abortion. It says you cannot have an elective abortion before fifteen weeks. You can't have an abortion if it, it it imperils the life of the mother. Yes, or the even the health of the mother. We have those exceptions, but fifteen weeks, you can't just go in
1: and say, "I want it just because I want it." Well, even the governor, when asked about this. Um, said that that would, should be decided on a case by case basis on, on when you have exceptions like that, where there's some sort of risk to the mother or, or the case of rape or incest and so forth. And I also, want to point I did misspeak. I referred to the uh, Solicitor General as a he. It is Eliz- Elizabeth Prelogar. Well,
18: I, I corrected you. I, I, know, said, I yeah. know you did, and I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, well, it, so, if, if I may, real yeah. quick, just I, I thought the, I thought the drafters of uh, HB 1510 and yeah. the Mississippi Legislature did a good job because. In the prelude to the actual substance of the law, they put some really important findings. Let me just read a couple of those. Five to six weeks of gestation, an unborn human being's heart begins beating. Five Mm -hmm. to six weeks. Mm -hmm. Eight weeks, you have the human being moving, Mm -hmm. the baby moving. Nine weeks, all basic physiological functions are present. Teeth. Eyes, genitalia, ten weeks, vital organs begin to function. Eleven weeks, the diaphragm is developing, and you may even hear a cough from the baby at eleven weeks. Twelve weeks, um, open closing of hands or fingers, um, sucking motions, uh, sensory stimulation, that kind of stuff. I don't know if you heard this crazy. You know, uh, uh, Solicitor General Stewart brought up the issue of sensory stimulation, and if you if you pushed or, or pricked the the foot of I a did. baby, um, it would respond. And then this crazy. <laughs> Crazy response from Justice Sotomayor about a, a, a brain-dead person's feet respond. I and that. so it's just, <laughs> that, again, back to my original point, this is so, we're we're so out of the mainstream in terms of allowing non-individuals from whatever generation to decide this issue
1: when it should be decided by we the people. And central, we uh, the people. what you just described there, Mike, uh, about all these things we know, as a baby develops in the womb, central to that is the fact that forty plus years have passed, right since uh, we was since Roe, forty years roughly, and so science has advanced dramatically since then. I believe that's central to the state of Mississippi's that is, case.
18: That's absolutely central to its case, and and and. Uh, Solicitor General Stewart was really quizzed on that by Sotomayor. What exactly has passed him? Mean, I mean, basically, she put him in the position of you. You are supposed to be a medical doctor. Now, tell me what has changed in the science of medicine. Yeah, but a lot has changed, Trard. We know a lot yeah. more about babies. We know a lot more about science and medicine relating to babies and, and
1: viability. Uh, absolutely. And I think the fact is, we're probably. And some people may find this objectionable, but we're probably headed to a point where um, an egg could be fertilized and a baby could essentially be conceived and developed outside a of the womb. dish, yeah, that's, right. That's, that's, that's right. That's coming. So who's going to make that call? You know, what I, what I thought or what I found one of the
18: most compelling arguments in the state of Mississippi's brief that they filed way back, I guess, in, in October or whatever, they said in, in one of their arguments, the United States finds itself in the company of China- and North Korea as some of the only countries in the world that permit elective abortions after 20 weeks gestation. Now, is that is that what we want to find ourselves in? the the, the greatest, freest country in the world are in the same boat with countries like China and North Korea and others. Well,
1: unfortunately, there's some in this country that probably like that. Uh, but, uh, no, that's not where we want to be whatsoever, as, as we like to say. We're, it's not who we are. That's what we hear all the time out of It's not who we are. Well, it's not who we are. That's right. We're, we're, we're better than that, and that shouldn't uh, be the case. So, before we go to break here, can you stick around for a Absolutely. Sip? Okay, because yeah. I want to talk to you about uh, what the Democrats are saying about possible expansion of the Supreme Court oh, gosh. in the next segment. but If forward. you really yeah. want to politicize the Supreme Court,
18: <laughs> <Exactly>. just keep <laughs> expanding it until you get the number of members you want on it.
1: How did you think... The attorney uh, for the Jackson Health Clinic, uh, Julie Reichelman, how did you think she did?
18: You know, Julie has argued in front of the Supreme Court successfully in the past, but I, this is the first time I've ever, ever heard her argue. And I've just got to tell you, um, the, her tone, the way she responded, the way she interrupted some justices, um, it was not deferential. It, it, it To me, this is just Mike, but it, it does not sound respectful. It, it was very... Um, it was almost condescending. See if that plays in. So, y'all, yeah. it, we're all human beings. That's yeah, no absolutely playing in. You, you can't, That's arra- you can't erase that out of your head. <laughs> my you wife can't. tells me all the time, it's not what I say; it's my tone. <laughs>
1: I, I love you, honey. Good, if you're listening, good. I love you. That's excellent <laughs> advice. She's totally right in that respect. We'll step aside for a break right here. We got Mike Hurst, former U.S. attorney in the studio. Stay with us.
9: No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. At Batteries Plus, we do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their
0: lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save $10 on
17: Duracell Ultra Car Batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit BatteriesPlus.com. Nicely done, beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you, too. Because your savory snacks fuel the gridiron battle. With your tasty sliders, hearty chilies, and drool-worthy steaks, every option is an MVP. Most Valuable Protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking at Beef, What's For Funded by beef farmers and ranchers.
1: Ever feel like making an appointment with your doctor takes a lot of time, only to feel rushed through the actual appointment? Avoid the hassle at Capital Ortho, where our board-certified, fellowship-trained orthopedic surgeons are waiting to treat you immediately with one-on-one professional and personal patient care. Both you and your time matter to the staff at Capital Ortho. To schedule your same-day appointment, call
9: 601-987-8200 or visit Capital Ortho. That's baroniestreepros.
16: Make your home merrier this Christmas. Miss Kelly's has thousands of products in stock and ready for you. Plus, with no money down financing and savings up to $300, we're furnishing happiness for the holidays. A new bedroom, a roomier dining set, or more seating in the family room. There's plenty to choose from on our website or in our showrooms. Then pick it up or have it delivered, and your furniture will arrive
11: before Santa. Make this
8: Christmas your merriest at Miss Kelly's.
10: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Mississippi is in the national spotlight. The state's abortion law, which prohibits abortions after 15 weeks, is now before the U.S. Supreme Court. Many argue the scientific standard of viability has changed in the last 40 years. Congressman Trent Kelly says while Democrats preach, follow the science, in this case, they don't want to.
17: The Democrats are a party of deception. I mean, if you think about it, even in COVID, follow the science, follow the science, follow the technology. And then when they don't like the answer, they don't follow Follow the science. And it's the same thing. They don't want to follow the science unless it's beneficial to them. We've got to hold them accountable.
18: If they want to follow the science, then let's follow the science. And the science says that is a human being, that is a baby, that it deserves to be born.
10: A decision is not expected until possibly mid-June. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis.
17: dot com
0: I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbard. On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Midday, Super Top Mississippi. A little Joe Walsh on the guitar, bumping us into this segment. He, of course, also of Eagles fame. Appreciate that, Rhino. We've got Mike Hurst, the former U.S. attorney in the studio. We're talking about the abortion case that is being heard up at the Supreme Court. That would be Dobbs versus Jackson Women's Health Organization, uh, emanating here from the great state of Mississippi. All right, so, Mike, you know... Rhino and I talked about this the other day, that if this thing don't look like it's going the way the Democrats want, you're going to start seeing them come up again and say, we got to expand the court. we got to, we got to change the structure, the makeup, the rules, etc., of the Supreme Court. And sure enough, I get the notification this morning from the Washington Compost, <laughs> and the, the, um, the title... Here we go. Here's the title of the article. More Democratic senators are willing to weigh changes to Supreme Court. I mean, it was so predictable, right on cue. And they're considering everything from uh, trying to pass a a law, which could uh, could in fact change the number on the Supreme Court, uh, all the way to mandatory retirement at certain ages uh, uh, for the justices and so forth. I mean, is this the way to run the railroad here? So we didn't get the decision we want, so what happens next? The Republicans are in charge. They go do something to change it up to get what they want?
18: Yeah, you know, with all the arguments from the liberal justices um, at the hearing on Dobbs Tuesday, um, excuse me, Wednesday, about, um, you know, respect for the institution, you know, not losing the public's um, respect and, and, and just the... Holding the institution up above the political fray, if you will, if that if those are the arguments, if those are the concerns for the liberals, there there there's almost nothing worse you could do than try to pack the court. Yeah, because it says, okay, we didn't get the decision we wanted, so we're just going to add six more liberal members of the Supreme Court to get the decision we want. So now we we have genuinely become a political institution we're no longer above the fray we're no longer non-political we are now part of politics and that would just be you know a lot of people may not realize this but all it takes is legislation all it takes is congress passing this and the president signing it you know the the um supreme court's numbers the members of the supreme court have actually vacillated between six and ten members in the you know 18th, 19th century, but we've had nine members, nine members on the Supreme Court since 1869. Nine members. Okay. And it's, you know, it hasn't been perfect, but I think it's worked pretty well.
1: Well, and and Marco Rubio, on the Republican side, by the way, he, he is... Uh Thinking about um, authoring or dropping a bill, of course, it would have no chance today. That would make the number nine permanent and, int- and embed that in the constitution. Right, what he wants to do. That would be the only way to do it. That's the only way. It. That's right. right.
18: And 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 a lot of us remember uh, generically from school that yeah. you know President. Franklin Delano Roosevelt tried to do this in the in the 30s you know he was trying to implement his New Deal policies he got a number of bad decisions from the United States Supreme Court so he came up with this idea that any sitting justice that reached the age of 70 and failed to retire then he would be allowed to appoint new justices and under that those terms he was actually if that would have passed he would have been allowed to have packed the court with six Additional justices like that with a snap of a finger, and um, and let, I would like to propose FDR was incredibly popular when he was reelected. He was, yes. I mean, it was something crazy like um, forty-nine states or, or something out, outrageous, forty-six states, yeah. I think it was. And if you look at the current administration, we ain't got that. No, you know. <laughs> so if you're looking to populate the court, if you're looking to pack the court, and you've only got Fifty-one yeah. percent of the support. I mean, and, and FDR had forty-six out of 40, 48 states. Yeah,
1: a little different. <laughs> yeah, it's a little different,
18: and so it didn't. It didn't work for FDR, and I. I, I hope, I pray, it, it doesn't work for this administration.
1: Well, it almost seems like Mike, if you were to do that. Why even have a court at that point? I mean, if they just become an extension of the Congress. uh, That's right. It becomes
18: a super Congress, a super legislature at that point. And it really defies the framework um, that the founders have set up between the executive, the legislative, and the judicial.
1: Let me read what Senator Brian Schatz, a Democrat from uh, Hawaii, has to say. He says, many Democrat senators have been reluctant to entertain proposals about changing the Supreme Court in the past because, quote, we do respect the separation of powers under the Constitution, (laughs) but Wednesday's oral arguments in a case involving a Mississippi law that would bar most abortions after 15 weeks changed those sentiments. Said it's hard to watch that, and I did watch a fair amount of it, talking about the arguments uh, in front of the SCOTUS, and not conclude that the court has become a partisan institution. Shot said,
18: "That's yeah."
1: <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Yeah, and, and
18: let me let me recite from you know that there's a uh, very liberal leaning nonprofit called the Brennan Brennan Center named yeah. after Justice Brennan, and um, you know the article was written in that by one of its commentators about this issue, and it was against court packing. Against court packing. Hmm. And this individual, this article said, For times change while power eventually ebbs, but restructuring the Supreme Court could have lasting repercussions long after the current crisis is as forgotten as the mid-1930s conservative decisions that jeopardize the New Deal. Right. So – it, it, it's incredible that you know in one honest, transparent uh time we have even the liberal nonprofits admitting that this is a terrible idea because they've got to remember it does ebb and flow. Power does ebb and flow. The presidency ebbs and flows. So if President Biden wants to pack three more onto the court to get his liberal majority. The next president, who may be Republican, packs three more, and like you said, we're going to be up to 435, just like our U.S. House. That's what
1: we have. So Elizabeth Warren says, what happened yesterday forces all of us to rethink our views about the makeup of the court, referring to justices who overturned, who appeared prepared, excuse me, to overturn precedent, scale back abortion rights. They've undermined confidence in the court and forces in Congress to rethink how we build a court that the American people can trust. i well, got two things. First of all, any anytime, anytime one of these folks in Congress invokes the American people, they're talking about half the country. Right. That's what they're
7: talking
18: right.
1: about. Well, <laughs> and, and
18: they keep talking about the, the precedent, how we've relied upon Roe v. Wade, all of this stuff. But at the same time, the American people relied upon... Leslie V. Ferguson, right. relied upon separate but equal. I mean, our, our, unfortunately, here in the South, we have a terrible history in the early part of the 20th century relying upon that and, and setting up terrible things relying upon that. That's right. But, you know, Justice Alito, in the arguments from Dobbs the other day, he he specifically asked the Solicitor General. He said, okay, you guys are all saying nothing has changed in 15, 50 years that would validate overturning Roe v. Wade. Nothing's right. changed. Right. It's, he asked her, he said if Plessy would have been challenged the week after it was decided, and you're arguing today, nothing's changed, would, would should we have overturned it? And she, of course, said, yes, you should have overturned it. And his point was, nothing changed a week after Plessy. You're saying nothing's changed in 50 years after Roe, but you're saying we should overturn
1: Plessy and not Roe. Totally inconsistent. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So here's what I take from reading Senator Schatz and Senator Warren's comments about this. They just want to do this as a quick fix to, to overturn what might be the overturning of Roe v. Wade to to keep that intact in place. It's just a quick, short fix. Let's, let's uh, change the court up. Let's get abortion the way we want it and then move on. And then what's the next issue? Right. Well, we need a d- different set to deal with this issue. Well, so. yeah, and, and honestly, you know,
18: uh, commentators are all over the board as to whether, you know, there, there might be three outcomes here, you know. One outcome is just to completely overturn Roe and Casey. Yeah. You know, just completely overturn it, send it back to the states. They decide what happens with abortion. Um, and, I, frankly, I think that's probably the best decision because it's the, the one that honors the Constitution the most, the the text of the Constitution, the history, traditions, and, frankly, just the, the federalism and, and the democratic process that we have in this country. The second option is to uh, maybe over, overturn Roe which really focused on viability, focused on the trimester system, but leave Casey, which really changed Roe. Casey basically said states cannot, laws of the states cannot put, quote, an undue burden on a woman's right to privacy. And so maybe messing or or changing with the mechanism of how undue burden, because that phrase, undue burden, as you can probably imagine, Gerard, I mean, that has been all over the board. Oh, sure. I mean, how do you how do you define what well, an undue burden so, is? So every, subjective. every individual judge has a different <laughs> yeah, opinion on of what course. undue is and what a burden is. Yeah. So it has not worked. And that was the state of Mississippi's argument at, at the oral arguments was oh, this has been a terrible standard. Mm-hmm. It has not worked, and it should be overturned. But I would tell you, Chief Justice Roberts really... Focused in on, you know, if if we do change, how would you change? So that's sort of the second. And the third is just upholding Roe v. Wade and Casey outright. So that's kind of the three uh, possible outcomes we might see in this case.
1: Likely to see one of the former two, in my opinion. Is that what you think? I
18: I agree. I I think the first two are, are, are more likely than just...
1: Upholding, Because why would they have even taken the case I to agree. begin with? I agree. Mike, thanks for coming in. Absolutely. And, uh, Thank great, you. Great analysis, great insight. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Me. Yeah. Mike Hurst, former U.S. attorney, has been our guest. We'll step aside right here on Middays, another segment this hour. and we got some earth, wind, and fire tickets to give away. Stay with us.
9: this is a Midday
5: Agri-Market Report. The USDA will begin issuing final pandemic assistance payments to timber harvesters and timber hauling businesses through the Pandemic Assistance for Timber Harvesters and Haulers. Our PATH program starting next week. In total, $200 million will be provided to loggers and log trucking businesses who experienced a gross revenue loss of at least 10% during the period of January 1st through December 1st, 2020, as compared to the period of January 1st through December 1st, 2019. We know loggers and truckers felt the financial burden of the pandemic. That, according to FSA Administrator Zach Ducheneau, this included lack of access to wood processing mills, which caused major disruptions to the logging industry. Eligible PATH applicants must have derived at least 50% of total gross income for timber harvesting and or timber hauling. I'm Dixon Williams and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network.
9: Hey sports fans, this football season, MDOT wants to ensure you get to your game day destination safely. So before you hit the road to watch your favorite team, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app. The Traffic app
16: is free for both Apple and Android devices. And remember to drive smart on the way to the game. That means buckling up, obeying the speed limit, and avoiding distracted driving, especially when traveling in work zones. For more information, follow at MississippiDOT
11: on Facebook and Twitter. to good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Mm. Come on, let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Oh, yes. A little B.B. King on this, uh, what is
2: this? Friday, y'all.
1: Oh, yeah. We are back here on Middays. Really appreciate Mike Hurst coming in and enlightening us, informing us. It was a great analysis of uh, the proceedings at the Supreme Court with respect to Mississippi's uh, historical abortion case, really. This is going to be uh, something rather pivotal, groundbreaking. And Mississippi is right at the heart of it. So we'll be tracking it for you. All right, so talking about this court-packing situation, already the Democrats are coming out of the woodwork saying, yeah, 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 this Mississippi abortion case is the impetus for us to go ahead and do what we need to do and pack that court so we can just ramrod everything we want. But at one time, then-Senator Joe Biden Had a bit of a different take. Here we go.
2: Oh, yeah. This is from uh, 1983. So Joe Biden has been flip-flopping longer than I've been alive.
4: (laughs) President Roosevelt clearly had the right to send to the United States Senate and the United States Congress a proposal to pack the court. It was totally within his right to do that. He violated no law. He was legalistically absolutely correct. But it was a bonehead idea.
1: Bone had idea. <laughs> what happened between '83? You said right. What happened between then and now? Had a little change of heart because he's not in charge. I think most people would say he's really not. Uh, he's not towing the wagon here. He's not at the controls. It sure does seem like it. By the way, the media's. Really having a bit of a field day with this hoarse voice that Biden was in this morning in delivering remarks and addressing the nation, and everybody's trying to figure out what in the world is uh, is going on. Johnny and Tupelo asked, by the way, we did answer that question. Did we have nine justices in 1973? We did. Uh, when Roe was decided. so Yeah, the Chief
2: Justice was Warren E. Berger, yep. and you had Associate Justices William Douglas, William Brennan Jr., Potter Stewart, Byron White, Thurgood Marshall, Harry Blackman, Lewis F. Powell Jr., and William Rehnquist.
1: Or yeah. Rehnquist. Yep. So, that's been the standard for how long has that been in place? A whole long time. Mike said it on, on this program, but I've Apologize, I don't remember, but... Uh, uh, January 1973 is when the decision well, was handed down. Uh, how, that We've had nine justices is our standard.
2: Oh, the nine justices is from the 1850s, I believe, 1856,
1: I want yeah. to say? Yeah, seems like it's over 100-something years, but we'll look, see if we can look that up. It, it doesn't matter. It's been a standard for a whole heck of a long time. 1869, excuse There, me. there you go. Um, so that, that seems uh, to have worked pretty well, I think, overall. But, of course, the Democrats are bound and determined to turn upside down everything that's worked well. Honestly, <laughs> everything about the country, our founding, our framing, our, our values, our principles, those who founded it, those who, who drafted the documents that were, were the foundation, were the genesis for the greatest country on the planet. They can't stand it. I, I, I don't get it, honestly. But that's where we are. You know, we were talking the other day, uh, yesterday, actually, about this Harvard poll where 18- to 29-year-olds think that America is not exceptional. Only 31% do. So uh, another poll that was released uh, yesterday, this is Ipsos, and they have a core political presidential approval tracking poll. But one of the questions I asked is is uh, if folks think America is going in the right direction or the wrong track. And that's, that's a common, that's a fairly typical recurring question. Uh, amongst all adults polled, 60% said wrong track. 24% said right direction. And the remaining 16% said they don't know. But here's how that breaks down. I found this to be the most telling a- aspect of the, the findings. 41% of Democrats say wrong track. 41% say right direction. So you have 41% of Democrats. Now, what you don't know that you can't tell from this poll is, was well, that because they think we're not moving towards socialism fast enough? Or is it because they now see the harmful effects of it and Joe Biden's disastrous policies after 10 months in office, and they're thinking, eh, little buyer's remorse there. Uh, amongst Republicans, no surprise, 87% say wrong track. 8%, I want to meet those 8% who said, oh yeah, right direction. Independent, 61 wrong, 21%. Uh, are happy. But the 61% of independence wrong, that's really where these races are won and lost for the most part. Time for a break here. ZZ Top bumping us out. News coming your way more middays and earth, wind, and fire tickets.
0: Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN, Flora Jackson. Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone Street Pros. 601-345-8090. Fox
15: News. I'm Chris Foster. Parts of the federal government would have shut down at midnight had Congress not been able to pass a bill to extend funding into February. President Biden says the next agreement should be more long-term.
3: I want to urge Congress to use the time this bill provides to work toward a bipartisan agreement on a full-year funding bill. That makes the needed investments
15: in our economy and our people, from public health to education to national security. The president also says America's back at work, with the unemployment rate falling to 4.2% last month. But fewer jobs were created, 210,000 the least since last December. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh tells Fox Business... We still have a ways to go when, when we think about getting people back to work, but our recovery is happening, and it's happening in a strong manner. The Republican National Committee in a statement says the jobs report shows the Democrats' agenda is failing American families. Involuntary manslaughter charges are being filed against the parents of a boy accused of killing four other students in a school shooting in Michigan Tuesday. America's listening to Fox News.
1: As locals,
7: ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security,
17: 601-898-3105. Call today. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841
10: Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. When Dr. Thomas Dobbs agreed to serve as a Mississippi state health officer, he couldn't have foreseen that he would be in the middle of two very large national maelstroms. You could tell Russ Latino with Empower Mississippi was trying to wrap his head around that during an interview with Paul Gallo on Super Talk Mississippi.
12: If he knew he'd be in the middle <laughs> of a pandemic that certainly has a lot of people yeah. up in arms, mm-hmm. and now his name will forever be associated either with, you know, undoing Roe, or keeping
10: row but dr dobbs is only named as the plaintiff in mississippi supreme court abortion challenge as a matter of technicality
9: i'm trying to kind of lay low um i understand that you know if i speak out it would be detrimental not only to my role but also to the case so um you know we're just trying to be circumspect
10: a decision from the u.s supreme court is not expected until around mid-june follow us on facebook on twitter or find us online at supertalk.fm i'm andy davis
9: Tablets to drones, even tractors with their own computers. As a farm family of Mississippi, we use the latest technology to get the most out of our land. Growing acres of rice, soybeans, and corn. These digital tools help us map out where to plant and harvest. They manage our farmland from a bird's eye view and even tell us the right amount of water to use.
14: It's a smarter way to farm, providing
6: for our family and yours, the farm families of Mississippi.
14: My son is not some
6: statistic. My daughter's not a headline. My girl, she's not someone's agenda. What he, what she is, is irreplaceable. COVID hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer. So I talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines.
16: She said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths,
6: even
11: from the Delta variant.
16: We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services.
10: More than 90,000 Russian troops have amassed on or near the Ukrainian border in recent weeks. Senator Roger Wicker, a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee, believes the buildup signals potential military aggression.
17: Our Ukrainian friends are sounding the alarm. They've warned us that Russia could be ready to invade their country
3: by land, air or sea as early as next month
17: or February. Of 2022.
10: Wicker is urging the president to make it clear that unprecedented sanctions will be levied if Russia invades Ukraine. And a Wiggins man is facing 20 years in prison and a $250,000 fine after pleading guilty to transportation of child pornography. Charles Spangler was identified by the FBI as part of Project Safe Childhood, an initiative aimed at combating the growing epidemic of child sexual exploitation and abuse. For Super Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
17: Power outages causing you to act like the Grinch this holiday season? Taylor Power Systems has the perfect gift to make your days merry and bright. Taylor Power is an authorized dealer for Briggs & Stratton residential generators. We offer numerous sizes to meet the power needs of any home. Financing is now available. Call us today at 601-922-4444 to discuss a Briggs & Stratton standby generator for your home.
5: Did you know that one in five children suffer from a mental health challenge? Four out of five of us may not receive the help we need. That is not okay. Can it be believed every child can be a success story? Please support Canopy Children Solutions. Visit mycanopy.org to support Mississippi's children today.
7: catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking.
0: That's what I like listening. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Here on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: The great Steve Perry and Journey, Wheel in the Sky. Bumping us into Hour 3 of Midday's Super Talk Mississippi. We're in the studio on this. Friday, y'all. So last night, the uh, Senate passed a funding bill that averts a shutdown. Many senators, I should, should say many, a handful of Republican senators had indicated they were going to object to unanimous consent, which is just a method upon which non-controversial legislation typically passes without an up-down recorded vote, so to speak. And they said, no, we want to get rid of these Biden vaccine mandates, therefore we're going to at least delay that and require, in accordance with the rules, the, uh, the Senate to entertain and allow senators to introduce amendments in debate, etc., but they seem to back off, have backed off on that, and uh, the funding bill, the continuing resolution, we talked about that with Congressman Trent Kelly on the program yesterday. It just seems to be the way we run things around here. By the way, this is a continuing resolution of the Trump budget. That's what this is, essentially. So... Uh, <laughs> I just thought that was interesting. I don't know why. But it's because they're so just hell bent on making everything about Trump, and uh, so here they are, here they go. They all voted for Trump's budget in a sense. Um, so so that this thing averts a shutdown, and uh, that that would have happened within 24 hours had they not come to this point. And, you know, the vaccine mandates seem to be unraveling anyhow. I think uh, we've already had courts in several states that have struck down the one that requires workers at healthcare care institutions that participate in Medicare and Medicaid. That was the first one that was struck down uh, in those states. And then the uh, next up was federal contractors. So, uh, you know, we're down to the one that requires private sector businesses uh, entities with more than 100 employees to vaccinate their staff, but I, I there's cases out there pending on that. I think that's a matter of time. It, it, this is dumb, anyhow. I, it's just again, I'm going to say if all that worked and was so effective, and and Rhino and I have made it clear we we're, we're vaccinated. We generally support vaccines. We do not, however, support that the federal government has any authority to come in and mandate those. That's that's where we draw the line and and uh, I think those two posits can can um, coexist. So, anyhow, that's that's where we are. The uh, there is however another bill that I thought was really interesting that passed without a lot of fanfare yesterday. Right, not sure if you heard about this one, but it would authorize the CDC and provide funding for the CDC to create this vaccine ban, uh, database at the federal level. And I was a little surprised that some eighty Republicans signed off on this deal. Thought that was kind of interesting, but it's it is in fact money uh, and and just authorization for the CDC to proceed. It's called the Immunization, Immunization, excuse me, let me pronounce that correctly, Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act. It was passed by the House. If it's passed by the Senate, signed into law, it would essentially fund what would be described as a vaccination database maintained at the federal level. Currently, vaccination records are maintained Uh, by various state uh, health uh, departments, such as our Department of Health here in the state of Mississippi. And this would allow the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, and public health department uh, within it to create this database, collect data. And so they say that such a system would be used to allow for sharing of information, uh, and to notify people when vaccinations are due, and to also track the, uh, the concentration and the dispersion of vaccinations uh, across the country geographically and address those areas that have low rates with funding and, and other assistance. This, to me, is gross overreach by the federal government. First, we don't need to spend any money on this. This doesn't accomplish anything. I just see it as totally unnecessary. And I think most Americans that realize that that the federal government is uh, not the best fiduciary, (laughs) the best overseer, the best protector of confidential information... This doesn't need to be stored uh, by the federal government. In my view, it it does uh, appear, looking at the, the vote count and the vote rolls, that uh, Representative Stephen Palazzo, the represents Mississippi's 4th District, did vote in favor of this, along with uh, Congressman Benny Thompson, Congressman Michael Guest, and Trent Kelly voted uh, nay against this measure. So... I have not seen or heard any uh, explanation from Congressman Palazzo as to why he voted in favor of this federal vaccination database. But you know, as much as anything, I just think it's a waste of time and money. I, I, I don't, I don't know what problem it is we're trying to solve here, and I don't want to receive notifications from the federal government telling me about any, advising me on any kind of health matters. I don't want, I don't want that. I don't think that's I don't think it's an appropriate role for government, federal government. You know, you can go log on to the state health department and see your, your vaccination information, your status across uh, the uh, the array of vaccinations, and also see what you might be uh, in line for, do for. I, I know some, some folks that uh, over the age of 50 that have seen that they should consider, is recommended, they consider the shingles vaccination, which hasn't been long, uh, around terribly long. And so that is listed as one that would be recommended, as an example. But that's fine. You can log on. And my guess is, and I haven't I haven't tried this and I don't know, there might be some other way that you can establish your electronic relationship with our Department of Health such that it will proactively send you notifications. But I'm not sure, Ron. I haven't looked into that. I know if you log on, because I've done it, you can see your records, and it clearly shows you should consider um, getting a shingles vaccination. It doesn't me because it, – it actually does me. I apologize, but it doesn't know I've had shingles. I did have shingles about six years ago. It ain't no fun if you hadn't had that. Um, and, gosh, at it, its worst point, I was scheduled to – deliver a presentation to a room of a couple hundred colleagues and peers uh, down in New Orleans, and I did that and was in the most brutal pain standing there uh, with that dead gum shingle. So it ain't no fun. I-, I don't know anybody that's gotten the vaccination. I don't know how effective it is, but it- it's been around a while. It seems to be effective. And if it works, it's certainly better than the alternative of the shingles. I can speak from personal experience on that. It just uh, ain't no fun. But 80 House Republicans signed on to this Immunization Infrastructure Modernization Act. 80. Which is a lot. Seems like a lot. So not sure how it will fare over there in the Senate. But this is just something else that, I, I don't know, it's just kind of off the radar. I haven't heard a lot about it. It hasn't been a lot of fanfare and a lot of talk and discussion. But it, it probably will here pretty soon. This is how the kind of stuff starts. You know how it is. We're sort of focused on other things, and all of a sudden, this kind of gets legs of its own, and and uh, we'll, it'll, it'll make its way into the news, and we'll be talking about it. But just wanted to pass that on. I also wanted to pass on that the Black Lives Matter organization, you know, they are so focused on trying to unite the country. And... Um, see through any sort of racial conflict and just realize and promote the idea that we're all Americans at the end of the day, and that's the most important thing. Well, now they're calling for a month-long boycott of, quote, white companies. That's the way to do it. That Oh, yeah, that'll fix it. And I'm sure that won't have any impact on those who are thinking about, this uh, smash and grab stuff that's going on in this country, right? No, no, they won't think that. So you got the Black Lives Matter people saying, "Don't go shop in these white companies." I'm not exactly sure what a white company is,
2: <laughs> but these are the same people that were upset that Warner Media spent thirty million on a Game of Thrones plot or pilot and only gave them five hundred thousand. Unbelievable!
1: Like they're entitled to that, right? We'll take a break right here on Middays. We'll come back. we got some Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets to give away. You want to stay with us? You're listening to
16: Super Talk Mississippi, the home of Ole Miss Sports, brought to you in part by All-Britain's Jewelers, diamonds, watches, specialty gifts, and more. Your family-owned full-service jewelers since 1920. Visit All-Britain's Jewelry in their new location on Old Canton Road behind Highland Village.
9: This
16: is Allison Callaway. Since 1954, Callaway's has been family owned and operated. We are located in Gluckstadt, south of Germantown High. Callaway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. Our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Calloway's fresh cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Give Calloway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Calloway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Calloway's Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown
14: High. Everything for home and
3: OEM certified repair using certified parts. If an insurer tries to steer you somewhere else, tell them you want the shop that's certified by the manufacturer of the car you drive. We're located in Clinton and Richland or online at clintonbodyshop.com.
12: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
1: We are back here on midday Super Talk Mississippi. A little Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder bumping us into this segment on this Friday, y'all. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. Uh, but they already do mandate that you get shots before you go to school. What's the difference to add one more? So that's on the ceasefire text line. Kevin from Baldwin. Those vaccinations have been around a long time, though. I think that's that's the difference, and I think a lot of people do distinguish between those um, that have and, and have been in use, tested, not really. And I know there's some people out there that will disagree with this statement. That's fine. But the, in general, there's really no widespread uh, effects, after-effects. That, um, that there's a, certainly a consensus from the scientific and medical community on. And I think that's the difference here. So it, this is something that is, uh, diverts from the, the present COVID vaccinations. And, again, that's not being anti or, or pro-vax. We, you know, we are, are pro-choice, honestly. I think that's the way I would describe my, uh, my position on the on the covid vaccinations and i'm and i'm not in this camp that says well hey the reason that the economy is is still not fully recovering and 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 not uh at its uh, reaching its full potential is because of the unvaccinated it's the pandemic that's doing that i no i don't agree with that i don't support that idea and i think what rhino said earlier is totally accurate that that uh, businesses and and uh, corporate ceos and those responsible for the the uh, future and the prosperity of those uh, entities they're they're looking at the possible consequences of government action that's what disturbs them not the variant and heck even the country from whence it is thought to have originated their public health officials are saying it really hadn't been that bad folks we really hadn't had a, a rash of hospitalizations a serious illness uh, have come out and said the world's overreacting here but. It just kind of feels like that those on the left in this country they they just absolutely um, they they crave this stuff they 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 jump on it and they see it as a reason to just do more government they, that's just what they think their mission in life is I just got to go make rules and just expand and create and grow and and uh, push more government It just just seems like that's <laughs> their charge. Uh, what they were born to do, yeah,
2: and they expect you to have the memory of a goldfish, because these these same people pushing for federal mandates and you got to get this shot are the same people that a month before the election
1: were saying I'm not taking that shot. That's Trump shot. That's a very good point, uh including our president, and vice president, right? I mean, the vice president, Kamala Harris, was emphatic about it and uh, wore it as a badge of honor, and honestly. And I think, to a great extent, tried to exploit that uh, in a way to pander to the voters. Look at me, I'm defying Donald Trump here, because they made the entire dang election, and really post-election, everything still seems to be about, it's not Donald Trump. But that strategy failed in Virginia, miserably, as Terry McAuliffe tried to paint his opponent as just a Donald Trump, Surrogate lookalike, if you will, and that strategy miserably failed. I got to get back to this Black Lives Matter call for boycotting white businesses, and and it's it's being promoted under the hashtag Black Xmas and hashtag Buy Black. Now, I think it's fine if you want to promote, right? I think it's fine if you want to promote uh, to to. Consumers to buy from certain businesses, that's fine. But to deliver a message and implore people not to buy from certain businesses based on race, let's call that what that is. It's racist. It's totally racist. You should make your consumption decisions on the basis of race. Well, that's racist. How can you call it anything else? The uh, BLM official statement is that white supremacist capitalism uses policing to protect profits and steal black life. That was from an Instagram post by the Black Lives Matter Global Network Foundation. Gosh, skip the Black Friday sales and buy exclusively from black-owned businesses. Unbelievable. But that's where we are now. Uh, BLM of L.A., Jan Williams, is an organizer there, reminds us, quote, capitalism does not love black people. In fact, she goes on to say, white supremacist capitalism invented policing. Invented it? Initially, as chattel slavery era patty rollers. I kid you not, I'm reading from it. In order to learn
2: their history from the 1619 Project, which is mostly fabrication.
1: Yes, I think that's probably right. She goes on to say Black Xmas challenges us to shake off the chains of consumerism and step fully into our own collective power. To build new traditions and run an offense as well as a defense. Let's harness our economic power to disrupt white supremacist capitalism and build black communities. So does this does this insinuate that uh, these black owned businesses are not going to practice capitalism? in the economic activity? Are they just going to share all the wealth within the community, as communism would call for, as Marxism would require? I mean, it's a serious question. So the capitalism only only applies to a certain race. It is associated with a race. It's connected. It's ingrained in a certain race. It doesn't apply to the market, which is of all races. That's a serious question. I mean, if you, if you truly do totally oppose capitalism, or is there just a, another form of it, a more creative, or are we reimagining capitalism?
2: I think the problem is you're asking a serious question of a completely unserious notion.
1: Well, I'm afraid you're probably right. It just, I don't see this doing anything, again, but fomenting more strife, more racism, I think this emboldens those who think, well, I have a right to just go pillage this company because of its ownership. And of most of these companies, they're, they're taken down. They're public companies. The public owns them. That's the nature of them. So I'm not sure what, what a so-called white business is. They don't really define that. But it's also, I think, I can confidently say, It hurts their own community. I mean, if if that's the most convenient, best value, what they need, does it matter? Shouldn't that be the way we consume based on value proposition? That's that's the way the market works. It works pretty dang good. But it's... uh, I would challenge they're not being very
2: inclusive. That's true. They're only talking about white-owned and black-owned businesses. In fact, they're what being, about Indian-owned businesses, or Chinese-owned businesses,
1: or Japanese-owned businesses. Excellent point. Ex- excellent point. That's a, it's a great point. But that doesn't seem to fit the narrative, now, does it? And that's what this is all about. You know, polls are showing, however, that support for the BLM, the BLM organization, and the BLM agenda. Which I'm not sure exactly what that is, uh, and because it it seems to to move. It's a it's a moving target. But polls show that support is waning for that. I I just don't I don't know that we're accomplishing anything by specifying that you know one particular race. Its its human value and dignity exceeds another. I, that's I don't think we'll ever solve any problems unless we can get past that, and referring to, invoking these statements like white supremacist capitalism using policing. You mean like using policing to protect property? What you own? You rightfully own private property? There's no economy without that. There's no country. This, This is what gave rise to this nation, the greatest on the planet. Heck, at Thanksgiving, we talked about how Bradford, the governor in Plymouth, came to that conclusion. Said, we're all going to starve and die if we don't end this socialism and go to a more market-based environment. Time to break a, take a break right here on Middays. We'll come back. we got half an hour left and Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets waiting to give away.
9: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny conditions, high near 76. Tonight, mostly cloudy, low around 56. Your Saturday, a slight chance of rain, partly sunny, high near 75. Saturday evening, partly cloudy, low around 56. And for your Sunday, a slight chance of rain, mostly cloudy, high near 75. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at NoDripMS.com. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. (laughs) There are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the
2: birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC.
0: Don't let joint pain or a sports injury keep you down. Capital Ortho is ready with a new look, a new name, and the same great care to get you back in the game. 601-987-8200 for all your bone and joint needs. Choose Capital Ortho and get back to living your best life. Hotty toddy.
13: I'm Andy Gibson, your Commissioner of Agriculture. This holiday season, support local farmers by shopping the Mississippi Farmers Market for all your holiday meal needs. Fresh produce, meat, milk and cheese, eggs, honey, bread, even flowers for the table. And shop the genuine Mississippi store for the best of everything grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in Mississippi. From food items to jewelry to leather goods, we have your Christmas list covered. The Mississippi Farmer's Market, 929 High Street, opens Saturdays 8 to 1.
12: Make it a November to remember with a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson. Come in during the Season of Inspiration sales event and get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all remaining 2021 Mazdas in stock. That's right, 0.9% financing. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also giving you an additional $750 in customer cash on new Mazda CX-9s and get your first year's maintenance on us. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of jackson our incredible credit team works hard to get you approved 100 credit approval is always our number one goal bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us don't overpay for your next vehicle get to Must of jackson today during the season of inspiration sales events going on now at Must of jackson where nobody walks away because everybody saves i-55 frontage road north in jackson call 991-2222 today mustofjackson.com see dealer for details with proof credit on select models
14: Join middays with Gerard Gibber, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., sponsored by The Road, your destination for fine men's clothing.
10: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. When Dr. Thomas Dobbs agreed to serve as a Mississippi state health officer, he couldn't have foreseen that he would be in the middle of two very large national maelstroms. You could tell Russ Latino with Empower Mississippi was trying to wrap his head around that during an interview with Paul Gallo on Super Talk Mississippi.
12: If he knew he'd be in the middle <laughs> of a pandemic that certainly has a lot of people yeah. up in arms, mm-hmm. and now his name will forever be associated either with, you know, undoing roads or
10: keeping row. But Dr. Dobbs is only named as the plaintiff in Mississippi Supreme Court abortion challenge as a matter of technicality.
9: I'm trying to kind of lay low. Um, I understand that, you know, if I speak out, it would be detrimental not only to my role, but also to the case. So, um, you know, we're just trying to be circumspect.
10: A decision from the U.S. Supreme Court is not expected until around mid-June. Follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Amy Davis.
7: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520, No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polks.
9: At Pearl River Resort Casino, we're keeping it real safe for our employees and guests.
12: Electrostatic spray, chip cleaning, and mass thermal temperature scanners are in use
16: throughout the property, including advanced UV cleaning technology to keep rotating handrails safe to touch.
4: State-of-the-art air filtration systems keep the air you breathe safe and clean. So get back in play at Pearl River Resort Casino.
0: We're keeping it real. Real fun, real winning, real safe. You're listening to Middays with Gerard, Gerard Gibbert, here on Super Talk, Mississippi.
4: Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the midnight special shine a light on me. Let the
1: We are back with you here on Middays. Been Super been Talk, Mississippi. Front. On the 228, uh, we have a text on the C Spire text line. And this individual, I don't know the name, maybe it's up there somewhere, Rhino, but. Uh, says that uh, they'd like to see us have something with a little more balance uh, in in our content selection rather than a full-bore conservative propaganda output. There's a reason this state has a reputation for being stuck in the 50s, and by 50s, I mean 1850s. This person, I think, does live here with a 228 area code, Right? Does 228 yeah, extend? That's the Gulf Coast. Gulf South Coast. Well, I don't know if it maybe touched into Alabama or Louisiana a little bit. I don't know. I don't think very much. Yeah. Yeah, well, I just said, uh, born and raised in native Mississippi in nearly 60 years. I, I guess my question is, why would you stay here if you think so poorly of the state? I mean, it's the same question we tend to ask those that, uh, around the country that constantly...
2: Yeah, 228's the southernmost uh, counties of Mississippi. It doesn't go over into Alabama or
1: Louisiana. Okay. Appreciate that. So that's a fair question. Why, why do you stay here if uh, that's the case? Things are so bad, and we're stuck in the 1850s. I, I've lived here most of my life. I don't think that at all. I've seen nothing but major, massive progress. Am I satisfied? No. No, you should never be. We're always working to improve. As our founder said, pur- pursue a more perfect union. That's I think that's a never-ending task, never-ending quest. Same thing here. Uh, if what the uh, the listener's saying here that it's because of our more conservative viewpoints and philosophies, that's what that's what's holding our state back. I I disagree. I take exception to that. And don't agree with that there. You could point to a number of things that are challenges for our our state that we need to address and need to work towards. And certainly many people are uh, as we are here. But I don't I, I wouldn't describe the show or the or the station, the network is a conservative propaganda outlet or whatever it was called Um Amanda
2: from Pike County on the ceasefire Spire text line. 1850s. I can vote and own property. Wouldn't be able to. That's a good point.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. Greatest state in the United States, according to Argo and Blue Springs. This country would be a whole lot better if there was only one Supreme Court justice. That justice was me, says Jeff Grenada. <laughs> yeah. We got you. I mean, it's... I don't know why we get all wrapped up into this stuff like like this, but you could point to a number of things. The fact is, if, if you were to, were to measure states on the basis of e- economic status and the various economic measurements, uh, no, I'm not happy about the fact that we just seem to be lagging at the bottom of the heap there for a long time. But, it, but it's not because of our conservative leanings, and, and in fact, that really hasn't been, from a state government perspective, that hasn't been the case but for seven, eight years in, in terms of control of the chambers in the, uh, the governor's mansion. But I could submit that it's because we have too much government that we are not conservative enough in our governing in the state of Mississippi. And some of the things that we're trying to get done would improve. Opportunity, economic prosperity, freedom for all. Such as eliminating the state income tax. That's that's one. I think school choice is another critical part of that. I think some of the stuff we've seen on tearing down these egregious licensing, occupational licensing, have, have been one. Something else that's been a problem where there's a uh, little pr- protectionism going on there, that's that's typical. So we've tried to work through that. Um, and lots of other projects on the boards to try to uh, stimulate and, uh, and serve as a catalyst for the formation of new business and expansion of existing businesses and, and to try to create more opportunities. So, there, I mean, there's just lots of things we can sit around the table and talk about. How to improve, and I'm willing to listen to anybody and have a a civil and productive discussion along those lines. But, geez, I I I'm not willing to just throw out the state and write it off and just say it's because we're too conservative. I'm, I'm not buying that whatsoever. So, I I think if anything we see is that those states, some of those states uh, in our country that are experiencing dramatic growth, Florida and Texas being the two that come to mind, it's to a great extent because they have moved more towards the uh, conservative side of the spectrum, and they have implemented policies, laws, and, and uh, changed the environment uh, to do so. To, to I can tell you, Texas, you, you look 20 years ago, Texas was struggling. Um As a vendor to the state of Texas, I actually got an IOU and had to write off a fair amount of money because they were broke. I know a lot of people don't realize that. Texas was having some serious economic financial problems back in the late 90s, early 2000s. And uh, they got together and figured that out and and obviously came out of that in a massive, big way. And it is a uh, highly desirable location to set up and grow and create a business form of business and you've got lots of folks moving in there to do so and uh, and so they're doing quite quite well you know that they're, they're, they're basically of,
2: headhunting Californians yeah. at this point
1: as as they should as they should is it uh, Samsung that recently announced the construction of a uh, 17. How much they got invested in that? A bunch of money. I can't remember the exact amount, but a a big uh, chip factory moving into Texas. $17 billion chip factory with 2,000 jobs. I hesitate to say billion, but it is. It's $17 billion. So there's no reason, by the way, that Mississippi can't participate in that. There's no reason. And I know there's a lot of people that say, we just shouldn't even try. It's out of our swim lane. We don't have the workforce. We don't have this. We don't have that. You know... The most successful people in society, I'd, I'd uh, wager to say, were told you can't over and over again, but they overcame it and they proved it. Just motivated them, and they proved people wrong, and they produced and they achieved. In many cases, overachieved. So, it, it, it's it, there's a there's a balance there. I mean, you've got to be reasonable and rational and, and understand. What, what is practical today, but work towards something even bigger and better in the future. And that, that's done somewhat incrementally. And uh, I know there are a lot of folks around the state that are doing just that, working on that. But there's lot, lots of good news, I think, uh, in our state. I would like to see, I've said this many times before, members of our legislature, our statewide elected leaders, as well as our congressional delegation, our senators, I, I, I'd like to see us really focus on propping up and boosting our per capita income and our household income. I, I, I believe, I'm in the camp that believes those are arguably the most meaningful measurements of economic progress in our state, and I'd like to see us focus on that, track that, uh, report that on a regular basis, and work towards everything we can do to uh, tick those upward. I I just think that when that falls in place, lots of our challenges, whether it be education or crime or welfare, et cetera, those uh, tend to be addressed and and subside, uh, the challenges there, the issues there, the problems there, uh, as a result of growing the economy, expanding the economy, and achieving uh, economic prosperity. I just think that household income, per capita income, are the uh, are, are the true and best measurements that of that. So, anyhow, the proof that you are not a propaganda program is the fact that you read that person's derogatory message, <laughs> Johnny and Macomb. You know, that's a great point, Johnny, and I, I don't have a problem, honestly, interacting. Neither does Rhino. Interacting, interfacing, having a discussion. About anybody, and we. I've can said it before.
2: Out. I'll say it again. We can get heated. We can call each other all kinds of funny names. But at the end of the day, if I was capable and had the means, I'd sit down and have a beer
1: with just about anybody that listens to this show. I'm with you. I'm in the same camp, and we we mean that. That is from the heart, not in the mind. We're going to step aside here for the final segment. When we return, and we're going to give away those Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets. That ought to be fun. Stay with us.
14: Carter Jewelers is buying our diamonds from some of the biggest diamond producers in the world. We're using the best manufacturers to produce what I know is the finest quality jewelry ever made with no equal in finish and detail eliminating importers, wholesalers, and expensive branding, bringing our customers the best jewelry ever made at incredible prices. At Carter Jewelers Christmas Sale, we've got smoking hot deals all over the store. Over a 1,000 pieces with second and third markdowns galore. 18 months interest-free financing, no credit check financing, layaway and trade-in welcome. We're Carter Jewelers downtown Jackson at the corner of State Street and High Street and the Pemberton Plaza in Vicksburg. With Carter Jewelers' massive selection, quality, and incredible pricing, why would you ever want to shop anyplace else?
9: The best made to order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. The Gallo Radio
8: Show is brought to you in part by Trust Care, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment
4: today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster.
7: Trustmark
11: Checking fits you to a T Use the my Trustmark app to bank anywhere from your
6: Truck to a tent
11: Make mobile payments at retailers from
6: Tampa to Tacoma
11: And with new Plus Checking, you'll even get discounts on trips Trip! Ah, uh, hey, you stole my line You need Plus Checking It has identity theft protection, too Don't stop? Trustmark, people you trust, advice that works Member FDIC
15: Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business. Win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business
17: of year with a special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 till 09. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
0: You're listening to Middays with Gerard here on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
1: everyone. A little Jane from Jefferson Starship bumping us into this final segment. Middays, rocking along. All right, Rhino, Earth, Wind, and Fire tickets. They don't make album names like
2: they did back... Freedom at Point Zero. (laughs) That's awesome, isn't it? (laughs) But yeah, we got some tickets to give away for one of the greatest selling groups of all time, Earth, Wind, and Fire. They're coming to the Bancorp South Arena in Tupelo on May 1st of next year, 2022. So, if you win them today, you could put them in a stocking, you can set them to the side, and you can plan a full day, a full trip, and a fun time in Tupelo on May 1st, 2022. The tickets are on sale now at Bancorp South Arena box office, or you can log into Ticketmaster.com to pick some up. But. You got a chance to win a pair of tickets right now. All you got to do is be the 15th person to text into the Ceasefire text line. That number is 601 879 4395. Be the 15th person to text in the word fire, and you'll win a pair of tickets to see Earth, Wind, and Fire on May 1st, 2022, at the Bancorp South Arena in Tupelo.
1: There we go. E, W, and F. Also, don't forget to join middays on Wednesday at Stones, Jewelry, in Tupelo. There will be incredible Christmas savings throughout the entire store. Stone's Jewelry will also be celebrating Sanctuary Hospice to bring a new or unused blanket or monetary donation and be entered to win a prize each hour. We're going to be up there next Wednesday, Stone's Jewelry in uh, Tupelo. Scary Gary and I are making a trek up there to Tupelo. You working there? Are you, are you uh, going to be in the studio? I right should
18: there? be right here. That's awesome.
1: So, uh, anyhow, on the C Spire text line, I heard last week that most Fortune 500 CEOs were B and sometimes C students, not straight A. Many of them dropped out of school. Bill Gates is an example, Michael Dell, another one. There's a host of other ones as well. Dan Bricklin, who invented, um, invented a product called VisiCalc. That was the original spreadsheet. And Rhino said, had made a great observation, from my experience, straight-A students from high school that I knew in college seemed to have a disproportionately hard time handling adversity once they got out on their own. Very few had the self-discipline to maintain that perfection. You're absolutely right about that, Rhino. That's absolutely right.
2: I mean, there are, I I can recall one guy specifically, Stephen, who became a doctor. So, I mean, he had the drive, but... He would be in his room studying when all of us were like, hey, let's go party. And he's like, no, i got to finish studying. I'll meet you all later. And every once in a while, he would wrap up and come out to the party and then leave early and go back to studying. But very few people that I I interacted with had that self-discipline to to really hold themselves accountable instead of having their parents hold them accountable.
1: I think that's absolutely true. And uh, if you have been developed in such a way Hopefully at home, which is where it should come, uh, in such a way that you understand how to approach adversity, overcome it, pick yourself back up, get back in the ring, live to fight another day. Uh, absolutely. Those are the most successful people in society. And it doesn't align perfectly that I don't think you can um, conclude that anyone who made straight A's in college, for example, can't function and succeed as a CEO. You can't say that. But it is absolutely fair to say it's not essential that there are many who buck that uh, that kind of standard, if you will, or that, uh, I guess, expectation. And we do – I understand the, the
2: desire for our young people to go to college, and in order to make that progress easier, you need a higher GPA in high school and better grades and stuff like that. But the farther you get away from high school and college – it becomes
1: increasingly
2: less likely that anybody's ever going to ask you, what what was your GPA in high school?
1: Yeah, I think that's right. You know, and I I know that when, as an employer, just employing the many people that we did, uh, the vast majority of which all were college grads, many of whom had advanced degrees, we didn't really focus on that at, at that point. We were, we were focused on uh, certifications, and we've talked about that on the program. Any time before, we're sort of seeing the traditional linear degrees, I think, starting to give way to these more specialized educations and trainings, and, and employers are looking for folks that have those specialized skills, which are measured with these industry uh, certifications.
2: And that's the key, those certifications, because you can get certified in an emerging industry in six to eight weeks on the short end versus having to go to a university for four-plus years, and by the time you're done,
1: the information you learn may be out of date. No question about it. I can tell you that folks that had the Cisco Certified uh, Internet Working Expert, CCIE designation, that's $250,000 job. We don't care what degree, if they had one or not. It's just simple as that. We are at the end of the show here on Middays on this Friday, but we're going to be back in the studio uh, next week before we head up to Tupelo on Wednesday. Have a great weekend, everyone. Stay safe and God bless.